A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello! And welcome to a special WrestleMania-themed questions you most want answered podcast. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dadly Boys of What Culture to answer all your WrestleMania-themed questions. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, where we review Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Two Point. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bigger quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Havlet Sidgwick to look ahead to WrestleMania, which is in um nineties. And uh, <laughs> is that why we're doing this podcast? It, it, it was a, I think, a happy coincidence. It wasn't I'm sure we could have recorded yesterday, and you were like, "Oh, just out of time. We'll definitely <laughs> oh, put it no. in tomorrow." Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, nine days to go till WrestleMania. I pitched for some questions uh, on Twitter. And well, let's just dive straight into them. First question, uh, opening question, which makes sense because Andrew Richardson asks, what match opens the show to get the crowd into it? You can either do just the first night or both nights if you're feeling uh, ambitious. Night one. <laughs> night one for me to get the match out of, way, out of the way and save it from depressing abject failure is Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Ooh. Hot crowd uh, that are ready to receive pretty much anything, but we'll receive some good action. It's going to be good action at a minimum. It could actually be great, but it's going to be all in the ring because the story's just not supported this at all. Um, Bianca Belair, uh, this was a Sidgwick take initially about like becoming like the, the real Miss WrestleMania, about like she's just perfect for this stage. And we said it ad nauseum about her Monday Night Raw matches. She's not a TV wrestler. And this is where she feels special, is on this stage. She can't do it on a wet and windy night in Stoke. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. It's so strange. And they owe it to her and Asuka, to be fair, but they owe it to the both of them, preserve it. And Bianca's prior to magic WrestleMania moments have involved her winning a title. It's not quite as magic retaining a belt. It just isn't. But if you do it in the opener, when mm. people are just buzzing about everything, literally everything. It's the opener of WrestleMania. People couldn't be happier. I think you stand the best chance of giving those women a chance and then not having them have to follow something hotter than their stuff later on in the show. You've made such a compelling argument that I've changed my mind. I was going to go with, because it most fits the remit of a hot opener, a nice 11, 12-minute men's tag team showcase, some nice spots, all-action, doesn't outstay its welcome. You can get some laughs. You can really get people out of their seats if they are not already on the edge of them because this is the most heavily hyped WrestleMania in years. Watching Otis do the worm in full <laughs> maximum male models regalia yeah. could really just unglue that crowd, get them in the mood. Um, so you get your laughs, you get your spots, you get a little bit of drama. It would have been perfect, but... That can go on second easily. That can keep the good times going without exhausting the audience, um, particularly if it's heavy on comedy um, because you don't get that um, just on this emotional journey pop like you might be with, you know, the tag team title match, the undisputed one. But yeah, Bianca, Belair, and Asuka need it. They absolutely need it, I suspect. And it's the best chance for this to get over because like, all the builds have been rubbish for Bianca. Mm. She always comes through on the night. Yeah, she's just, I don't know if it's like a bombastic offense, the striking look that you can 
picture, or sorry, you can pick out, mm. no matter where you are in that stadium, like Bianca Belair's just entire look will command your attention. Um, I don't know why it doesn't work on TV. It just doesn't. But they need it. The other stories have sucked, but the difference is that at least Sasha and at the time Becky were still considered big stars in the company and Asuka, for that lick of paint and that Royal Rumble pop, she isn't. Mm. Bianca's wrestles like she's a special guest celebrity. She's done the whole thing in reverse. She's too big for wrestling when she's in it. You think like, oh, when's she going to get the TV opportunity that then takes it a film? Whereas like, you know, like a Logan Paul, if he was working every week on Raw, he suddenly wouldn't feel like Logan Paul. Bianca Belair has kind of felt like that, despite the fact that she's come through the performance center. I think she's so good at like looking like she's consumed by emotion, mm. that heightened sort of acting. And I think maybe when she can't do that because it's raw, I don't know, it just doesn't work and she needs the help. Other than Dom and Ray, is there any other matches that we assume is going to be on this card that isn't confirmed? We kind of assume that Bray and, and, the and Bobby's done. F- are they actually announced a women's four-way tag, but not... They've announced that, yeah. They've, just, they've only got Liv and Raquel so far. Often, was, uh, maybe something with Ziggler and Ali, but I doubt it. Elias and Ezekiel will probably do one of those unannounced but very welcome comedy <laughs> segments halfway through the yeah. show to give the fans a breather. Nothing match-wise screams out. The only reason why I ask that is if you assume Ray and Dom is going on this card, there is 13 matches to stretch across both nights. We only know two matches that are set for certain days. Seth versus Logan Paul's night one, and obviously Roman versus Cody's night two. Other than that, it's all kind of up in the air. Because the reason why I say that is with Sid mentioning those WrestleMania showcase matches, I was going in kind of with the assumption that they were going to be sort of kickoff matches. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, I don't know how many matches we had each. Triple H doesn't really do them anymore. No. How much did we get last year per day? Well, I mean, the six to seven pay-per-view thing is what Triple H likes anyway. It's just happened that it's happening on a WrestleMania and it actually justifies it. He's doing these. It's, it's, it's the one thing I miss, truthfully, about the Vince McMahon era is the premium live events. He makes these premium live events too long. They're at least one match too long. Or even when it's a, a nice tight five or six matches, they all go too long. A lot long. of long matches. Yeah, it's so it's just the Triple H philosophy distilled. It's the one night. <laughs> it's the one night where it can suit his philosophy because WrestleMania does sort of justify yeah. that length of a card or those length of matches at least. And the stadium will be patient for things. Um, so, But I wouldn't add any more. I honestly thought that we might get Battle Royals. Yeah. Might get, might get the old Andrew the Giant trophy back out. And then instead of paying 30 people, they've ended up saving 22 wages and doing showcase matches instead. So I think those are this year's mm. Andres or whatever. Um, yes, I was just going to say, because last year, seven matches on night one, nine on night two, although a couple of them only went a few minutes. Obviously, Sheamus and Rich Bloody Holland versus The New Day went one it's minute and 40. On night one as well, that was. Yes, uh, and obviously Mr. McMahon versus Pat McAfee went three minutes and 45 seconds. Ugh. Still, still felt like an eternity there. Um, uh, so uh, what else do you think could open? If you say, Let's say you've got Bianca Asuka night one, night two, maybe the sh- one of the showcase matches, I think it might be a shout there. Yeah. I wouldn't put some of the participants in the women's showcase on the first match of WrestleMania. I don't want to name names or single anybody out, but yeah. there's one in particular you do not want opening that show. What about mm. IC title? Yeah. Um, explosive night two. Jesus. I think that'll go like strong. 23 minutes. It's doesn't stop them from doing that, of course. It is Triple H. Based on um, how great the, you know, the Clash at the Castle match was, Triple H has, has to know that that match will be quite well received by a stadium. For it's kind of a work rate match, but then it's kind of not because they're all it's mega a work rate blockbuster. Yeah, so it's sort of to Nolan. You could argue for it. In Sorry, the, you could argue for it in the opener, but I do sort of think it fits better. I quite like Ray and Dom as a night two opener, but it does depend on where what else the Judgment Day are doing, and I, I think Edge and Edge and Finn Balor. Would be great for an opener because I have significant concerns about that going incredibly quiet for a Hell in a Cell match in a stadium. So the opener reduces the chance of that. But uh, like Ray and Dom is, again, it's the opener is just, there's a different energy in the building. Even night one and night two, there are people that just pick one or the other. And the night two crowd energy is going to be different from the night one one because they know they're getting Cody and Roman at the end. And I just think there's going to be more tension in the building. So I think that's where you can get away with what they're probably going to aim for with the Dominic and Ray match, which is... Super serious as far as Ray's concerned, 
but they have to balance the comedic element of it as well because it is pretty funny watching <laughs> Dominic beat up his deadbeat dad. Uh, next question from Motley at TJ Meerkat on Twitter. What would be the ultimate nightmare scenario with this card for Mania? Um, suggesting mine would be, as much as I like him, Roman Reigns beating Cody Rhodes in WrestleMania, ending with the whole of the bloodline holding up their title belts. They, I know they said it's up in the air. Surely not. Yeah, I'm waking up screaming, thinking about that most nights now. What a loser. There's a WWE guy. Mm. Power's back. You're a what guy? WWE guy. It hits him. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, everyone's going to win. Um, be funny. It's I. I'm a massive Cody guy. Like, we've talked about this in the office. But there's a split between people that would find this really funny and people that would find it devastating. And uh, they're all for shoot reasons. Ultimately, WWE have to make this decision. This is a... They've made it. Well, yeah, of course they have. It's got gen- like generational ramifications, and they have to make it. And it, that's why it would be the nightmare one if the bloodline do retain... Bloodline especially, because that's just being a prick. Like, you've got to have Kevin and Sammy win. Yeah. But, like, the Cody Roman one is this old. In the old Vince days, because he's definitely not back sat at Raw every single week now, in the old Vince days, you would have that stress. Right, pretty much to bell time. We've heard stuff before about, like, you're in the Liv Morgan documentary. They'll put their own cameras on Vince McMahon, pulling the rug out from somebody. Mm. Um, Cody, do some push-ups before you walk through Gorilla, please. But I honestly feel like, and it's not the first thing he's nicked from Tony Khan, I honestly feel like Triple H has done a good bit of uh, media management here in feeding a story about, uh, I just don't know, I haven't made my mind up yet. And like Tony Khan's done this before as well, and it's smart. Use this yeah. media that is willing to take stories and add tension because the fans are way more plugged in than they used to be. And mm-hmm, some fans mm-hmm. don't care, but some will be really invested in this. And reading that there's like, it's still 50-50 in the office, it's not. It's absolutely not. It's 99-1 if it's even that. But it's, it's great. It just adds to the drama. I don't think it's a nightmare scenario because I just can't foresee Cody not winning. I just can't see it. I feel like there's a bit of media management, as Hamlet says, to sort of cover the story that Roman Reigns is, of course, going to go away for a while. He's, that's his contract status at this point. It's sort of by the terms of his contract, he can't be there the whole time. So why would he have the title? So I guess... The nightmare scenario is that Edge and Finn Balor go like 35 absolutely tedious minutes where Edge spends more time with his eyes bulging out of the sockets than actually doing some cool action. (laughs) Just do the match you did with Seth in Saudi, if you're Edge. I think they'll pull it off. Yeah. But with Edge especially, there's always the risk that he wants to emote and act, acting. And that match could be a painfully dull, cringeworthy and attempted intensity and melodrama. Is your nightmare the cell not being purple? Oh, it's got to be purple. Like, it's absolutely got to be a purple cell. Think, speaking of things that will be purple on the night, Finn Balor, right? I don't want... The worst thing about Finn Balor's demon by the end wasn't just that it became a fish against Roman Reigns, <laughs> but it was Tongue Demon. Who actually, who actually liked Tongue Demon? I want Banter Demon. I want him to still be doing his poses, but as a demon, like yeah. he's got all the paint on, but he's just embraced this pattern. Like a mischievous, yeah, sprite, uh, imp, a little imp. irritating imp that's like darting around like that entrance. It's designed for this enormous pop, isn't it? How is he going to make that stupid and annoying? What if instead of he goes, yes, yes, love it. Big demon faces pop out on them tight titties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tight. <laughs> I feel like a spoiled brat as I say this, but I'm going to be really grumpy, and it'd be my biggest nightmare if Kevin and Sammy don't main event night one. I I, I couldn't. I read the story the other day, and people were like, "Well, um, Charlotte said she's expecting to uh, main event night one because at the end of the day she is facing the winner of the Royal Rumble." And I was like, instantly, I'm like, and well, actually, there's quite a few times that winner of the Royal Rumble <laughs> hasn't main event in WrestleMania. Because I was sat, I was the idiot sat there in, what was it, thirty four, going, well, Shinsuke's won the Rumble, so that's the main event of WrestleMania. Thank God it wasn't. So, yeah, granted. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like everybody had this debate, and nobody was wrong. Uh, Charlotte Flair believes she wants it because, of course, she does. Like you want to be in the main event of WrestleMania, and there are a bunch of people that. And I get this, and normally I would probably be fighting for this, that parity continues to be really important. If WWE have got nothing else, because they do not book this division anymore, they do not book it, it's rubbish. It's mm. as bad as any criticism you can levy at AEWs. But the one thing they've done a really good job of is establishing parity. And this is one of the ways in which they've done it. Like the, the main events get shared. 
But part of that deal is a match and a story being over. And WWE have got two enormously, humongously over stories that even suit the night one, night two layout. Roman's weekend falling apart bit by bit. Yeah, you normally in previous, in not previous years, obviously, because they've done this for a few years now, but you could argue a few years back, open the show with the tag yeah. match, close it with, and you've got the lovely it's, symmetry of that, but now you've got two nights. It's just, it just really, it obviously betrays like the fans' belief in these stories and which one's the most over. But also, like, Triple H should, I know Cedric that Paul Heyman's booked it all, but Triple H should take a victory lap on this. <laughs> in Paul Heyman should. He should book, he should put this on last to be like, look, I've made But he booked Charlotte Flair Rhea Ripley, so he's got more <laughs> yeah. personal attachment to it. <laughs> like, not, not only did I fix women's wrestling all those years ago, and I've since broken it, uh, yeah. tag team titles are in the main event of WrestleMania, and they deserve it. It can be this... I've, I've given people something that they were clamoring for and never got, which was high-profile tag matches in WWE. It's a bit of a cell phone, I think, if they don't do it. You'll know why. It's like cynical marketeering, but I just really want them to go with what's the most over. Um, just quickly, whilst we're on the subject of Cody winning the title, uh, Hoss Delgado says, good morning, legends. Uh, when Cody wins... Afternoon. Sh- oh, yeah. When Cody wins, <laughs> fingers crossed emoji, should they present him with the big gold belt on the night as a way to introduce a new era? Yeah, a lot of talk about what's going on with these builds. Uh, say some stuff for telly. It's going to be pretty boring without Roman Reigns. That's my... Uh, how much is Triple H a mark for the NWA? I wish he really was, not pretending, because then his TV show would be better. <laughs> um, I think that they can't do it beforehand because it will just ruin the drama. They can't even have it underneath the velvet for me. Would it ruin it? Are people that high? I reckon people are that high and up for it. Um, after the fact, save it for telly for me. Save it for TV. I don't get this. Because t- the whole idea is he's won Roman's belt. Yes. Yeah. That should be an achievement in and of itself. And if they're going to do a split or a new design, save it for the uh, the TV after. I'll give you a nice angle, a nice segment. Um, do I want the big gold belt back? It was a glorified mid-card, like, it was like a sample of being a headliner rather than we trust you to be one. Yeah. For just as long as it was an actual... Um, the one to the A or the A to the one for the WWE title. So I just think it's empty nostalgia, perfect. Uh, to be perfectly honest, might as well bring back the SmackDown first. Let it book. <laughs> I, I don't get the take. Um, the whole point of this, yeah, Cody needs to be seen with Roman's belt because that's how you topple the empire in this world. But as well, like, I want to win the one belt that dad didn't win. We won the big gold belt. Yeah, like Dusty had that belt. Like, yeah. is it, the lineage be... is completely different, even if they weirdly pretended yeah. it wasn't. The, it, the visual of him with that belt is like, I thought you wanted to do that because your dad couldn't. Your dad had that one. If you're going to bring back, back it's going to be the Winged Eagle. Eagle. Yeah, Cody brought back the same Intercontinental title. Or a modern update. Yeah. But then as the um, Brian Thurston pointed this out, whenever Super Bowl season comes around, that's why they have those titles. Yes. That's why they have them. A big old badge on an, like a Super Bowl winner. I still think that, that, yeah, the simplest one is have, have him have both belts. He wants to, uh, he, there's a way, Cody's quite, you know, very talented in terms of uh, promos, obviously. So there, I do believe there is genuinely a way to have him, maybe not immediately the night after, but in the subsequent weeks, sort of effectively say, in a far better way than I'm going to, I'm going to defend the WWE Championship. The Universal Championship can go to someone else. I'm not going to hold it hostage or whatever it may be. And then you... Set that up for that being the belt on, whether it's SmackDown or Raw, whichever one Cody's not on, and you crown the winner of that for a tournament at King of the Ring. He's excellent at spin. Cody is fantastic at spin. So if you could trust anyone to get that over, it would be him. Yeah. A great question here from Eric Vasquez, particularly with the two encyclopedias. Vasquez. Knowledge here. Nice, Eric. Underrated WrestleMania gems. That could be matches, skits, interviews, anything, says Eric. I love the Belfast Brawl. Yeah. It's such a blackly comedic, pretty hard-hitting, some inventive spots, just gets out of its own way, gets itself out of the way. 
Really funny punchline in it. <laughs> Tell you, he doesn't get out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're ever going to like JBL for being cruel, that is the match for you. It's the one time his per- real personality actually was entertaining. <laughs> um, and I, it's just a lot of fun. And I think Dave went like two and a quarter. Yeah. Hey, what? It's loads of bloody fun. Uh, that for me is the one. I think, like, go. I appreciate like Eric asking us a question, knowing that we like our old stuff. So, golden era wise, I just absolutely love it. It's my first WrestleMania, and it's I just don't think it's like it doesn't get talked about enough. Pass it on. Um, Brutus Beefcake and Mister Perfect. It's just this Mister Perfect bump factory. Like, if Dolph Ziggler was ever compared to Mr. Perfect, it was just because he watched this one match and followed that instead of watching the rest of his career and learning what else he had to offer. Which is very little. <laughs> it was absolutely fabulous, this match. Lanny Poffo has some good stuff in it as well, like the two of them. It's got stakes, oddly, because Perfect has never lost on pay-per-view before, and they kind of tiptoe around it without it being as big as it would be now. A bit of a low-key, he never gets put over for anything on this podcast, so I'm going to break... Break the habit. Triple H Sheamus. Triple H Sheamus yes. from WrestleMania 26, I think is a good bit of business. Um, Triple H used to always think just by being in the ring with him, you were getting over. That was so often not true. It was here. Like Sheamus didn't, like, was, there was all this stuff at the time. He was like, the gym buddies. He's, uh, he's going to put Sheamus over and all that. Like, And he won in a way that was better for Sheamus than I think had Sheamus beat him. It would have scanned as this unconvincing victory over somebody who was miles and miles above him in the pecking order. Mm. And instead, they just had a nice competitive undercard match where for once, Triple H like got out of his own way. There was so little ego. It was like third on or something like that. It was daylight. Third on, 14 minutes. Something like that. Like It felt less as well. I never say that about a Triple H match. It felt less than whatever mm. the runtime was. Just quite, it, I was just quite impressed by it. <laughs> What was the question again? Underrated oh, rest, uh, WrestleMania gems. Seven. End of sentence. <laughs> You're not allowed to like it because of the whole horrific circumstances under which it was promoted. As a card, if you can ignore everything it kind of stood for, it's the best WrestleMania up to that point by some distance. Not in terms of how big it felt or momentous or special, but like, what a cad. British Bulldog versus the Warlord. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's got no right to be as great as it is. And the two great... The main event does what it needs to do. Savage Warrior is amazing. And there's two tag team matches that are both completely different from one another, but are both incredible. Rockers versus um, Haku and Barbarian. It's this incredible sort of powerhouse versus um, high flyers match. Brains versus Brawn. Then Subverted when the monsters are actually quite clever and literally know how to prevent an attack and turn the rockers inside out. What a spot that is, that mm-hmm. double clothesline. And they both just oh, do these backflips. It's awesome. Um, and Nasty Boys versus Heart Foundation is such a elegantly arranged match where they ultimately outsmart the Hitman by just being really nasty but clever with it. Honestly, those two tag team matches, every now and then... Just bloody love putting them on my network. An old hipster forum favourite you don't see and getting a lot of love these days is um, Steiner's head shrinkers from WrestleMania 9 because they just beat the bollocks off each other. <laughs> like, they're just, uh, like, you, you can imagine what the Steiner's... a bit long. A little bit, but you can imagine what the Steiner's head shrinkers match would look like and that's what it is. Yeah. So it's just, it's, a, it's the kind of ideal best version of itself, I think. And like, WrestleMania 9 always gets grief from idiots as well. It's, it's better than people give it credit for, I think. It's, it's like, it's not the worst. It's a stunning aesthetic achievement. Wrestling today could learn a thing or two from like them dressing up a car park Very like resourceful. a coliseum. Yeah. Do you know what I was thinking about randomly just this morning because um, I was going to go back and watch some recent uh, WrestleMania matches that I haven't bothered to, and it's one I always mean to go back and watch because I really, arguably, over enjoyed it in the moment. The Iconics winning at WrestleMania. It, it's not for once. It's Seth versus Cesaro because it felt mm. like. Because that was like early stages fans being back, wasn't it? And it felt like they almost went, right, well, let's not go, not go not immediately go straight back to spot, 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 spot. It was like really basic, just like, for f- sake, Seth, just get swung and pinned. Yeah. It's not that difficult. And it was really clever for them. They've got fans back for the first time in a year. Let's build a match around the most simple mm. bit of crowd psychology there is. Make the fans want the one simple move that they pop for. And the UFO spot's one oh. of the best things he's ever done in his goddamn life. It's amazing. Like, 
unusual for WWE as well, under Vince especially, it wasn't for nothing. They were building Cesaro to have that one-month run with Roman. So it was like, not only does he look amazing for getting his swing, but then he's, he's got that as well. Maybe he is worth a try. Like I hate the discourse around it. Oh, thank God Cesaro finally got his moment at WrestleMania after, what was it, 11 years? <laughs> That's a disgrace. He should have been <laughs> yeah. doing stuff of that caliber for years and years before that. Yeah, he, he was pri- primed and ready at 30, was it, when he won the Andre? And then yeah. they just went, nah. Yeah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> Given Paul Heyman, the fans at the Raw after WrestleMania, precisely that one Raw will love that. What after that? I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, good, the good the night after that. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Next question comes to us from uh, someone called Adam Blair, at Adam Wilton 4. Not sure if you've heard of him before. Kind of a big deal when it comes to um, data. Thank you very much. (laughs) on the Dynamite podcast. Do you think The Rock will show up in any capacity? And is it a huge missed open goal if they don't get him? I think it's awesome that he's not on this card. You might get a Rock appearance, ideally on night one, I think as far away from Roman and Cody as possible. And it's a Hollywood thing. It's a stupid like. People will think you'll interfere. Maybe, maybe. I think it's awesome that he's not on this card. Uh, Like, I love that this WrestleMania isn't relying on a Rock or an Austin mm. or a whoever, because there's always been somebody to rely on. First one in 12 years. Is that right? Yeah. 27 like, was the, oh, everyone in the locker room sucks. That's why we have to do Triple H Undertaker. Yeah. And every year thereafter, there was a there was an event that needed something from yesteryear. Mm. This is the first one that doesn't. It's class. It's a real achievement. And I think that you can't, you know, like you can't bring your absolute megastars back. It's bare minimum, but carry you on. Can, you can't bring your massive megastars back and then tell them to dial it back mm. and tone it down. It's stupid, but you shouldn't have to do that anyway because your star should be on that level. And if you've, if it is indeed the belated bare minimum and you've at very least fooled idiots like me into thinking, wow, Christ, you've actually put a WrestleMania together just as your main roster. The last thing you need is somebody to go back and like, oh, they are still rubbish. It's Steve Austin. Oh, they are still rubbish. Here's The Rock. I don't need him this year, but you just have to keep him as far away from Roman and Cody if you do. Don't need him. Will we see it? I don't know why I'm asking myself questions that you've already asked. <laughs> um, it's a weird trait. Will we see it? I've told you about my Miz fantasy booking idea. Mm-hmm. I'll reiterate it to anyone who has not. The Miz should come out to do a spiel. I'm the host. And then insert name Hollywood actor comes in and announces the next match or announces the attendance or whatever the host does, which is pretty much nothing. Mm-hmm. And The Rock could be one of them, but then people would just think that... It detracts from the drama of Cody Roman if The Rock is present in the building because everyone will just be thinking, where is he, where is he, where yeah. is he, is he coming out? He'd have to come out on, or not come out, or do something on night one. He can come out if you want something bothered. 
do something on night one and explicitly say, like in a backstage promo to the Usos, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. No one will believe I'm it. I'm on the full Yeah, granted, no, to be uh, fair. It's a red herring. That's what they're doing in films. Least, therefore, it, therefore it's cinema. <laughs> yeah, did we uh, settle on Batista as well, potentially, for that role? I like that as a potential, like, oh, it's the biggest Hollywood star here. Oh, here's Batista, because we're in Hollywood. I like that as a yeah. nice touch. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, because... I thought about this from the moment they said, oh, WrestleMania's going to be here and here and here for like 38, 39, and 40. Was it the, that was the news report thing that they did or maybe 36, whatever. Um, and and I was like, oh, huh, he's my favorite wrestler of all time. The Rock's going to be there. That's going to be amazing. You're right. He doesn't need to be on the show. No. Doesn't need him. Uh, although, <laughs> despite having said, yeah, great show, uh, you know, legends are what they are. I'm going to be a complete hypocrite in a, about one, two, three, four questions time. Uh, before we move on, I will say this: If Triple H has still got the got the pencil next year, and he was saying recently how he wants like really big stuff, WrestleMania forty. I think that goddamn Banana Nose mother wants to get Austin Rock four and then put him on the undercard. Like, yeah, we were kind of all the attitude here. We we're kind of all same level of star. There's, uh, there's Austin, there's Rock, there's myself. I know there wasn't. No, <laughs> there was them two. Shut up. There was Mick Foley at best, not you. Not you. So he wants them against each other on the undercard. Right. He had six months as the best heel. Six months as maybe someone who could put his name up there. And then he got a little Marty arse when they wrote a storyline about Kurt Angle potentially chucking his muck up his missus. And then he, and then he just lost his mind. <laughs> he absolutely lost it. You're vital to the success of the company. You're vital to the success of the company. You know, you're vital to the success <laughs> of the company. Uh, right, let's all jump in a time machine uh, with Michael Morris, because he's asked one from each of you, what mania result would you change and why? Booker T, Triple H. Booker T, Triple H. Shayna Baszler. <laughs> Shayna Baszler. <laughs> Becky Lynch, but also, yeah, Booker T and Triple H. <laughs> Naturally. It's everyone's answer, it's, as it's, it should be. It's what... It should be, but the fact that it exists will always be the ultimate blemish on what a, on Triple H's character. Maybe it needed to happen for people to know this about him. I'd have also had, um, I don't <laughs> Bray Wyatt beating the Undertaker. Mm. I think he gave that character a fighting chance, and the Undertaker doing a reverse sweep after he lost the streak would have been far more interesting because then it becomes this character. Basically, fighting for his legacy. And they fictionalize him, ruining his legacy. Yeah, it doesn't matter that the matches are crap because it's like, oh, he can't go anymore and he just needs, he's desperate for this last win. And I think that, like, I don't care about really helping Bray Wyatt because, look, it would have been a busted flush in the end sooner or later. But I think that would have given him a chance. He built that by himself. I remember you telling me the story when you went to 30 about how everyone was stressed as Bray Wyatt and what have you. And how oh, it was massive. The guy was absolutely was scenery face there, wasn't it? Cena, yeah. yeah. I know everyone's a de facto baby face within those circles against Cena. So I'm not saying he was anything special for getting cheered in the dome. People were dressed as the man. He was like eight. It was half and half Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan. That felt like the WrestleMania 31 main event. That's how big both of them were. Mm. I know I'm a broken record, but I do genuinely think like now with the, the benefit of hindsight, <laughs> you know, I think, I think I'll swear I read in a report, that Becky said, oh yeah, I knew I was pregnant at WrestleMania. But regardless of whether or not that's the case, the, the character... She, could, she wouldn't have wrestled. Um, yeah, I suppose. I must have misremembered that. But the the, the fact that she was she was literally Rock Rocky in Rocky, <laughs> Rocky 3. She was, was, she'd got too carried away. She was big time back. It wasn't just being the star. It was the story yeah. demanded yeah. it. But yeah, Pocket T versus... Run from it. Dread from it. <laughs> it's Adam Wilborn, Shayna Baszler take. <laughs> Bring it on every fucking podcast. Uh, we kind of know you've already done it. Uh, we kind of we've kind of covered this a little bit already, but just to give you another opportunity because ironically, there's a Bray Wyatt match that I want to mention here. Would you have had Shayna Baszler go over at WrestleMania 36? <laughs> Lee Lee Wainwright says, "What's your favorite unique gimmick match at WrestleMania?" Lee says, "I'm going to go for the blindfold match between Jake the Snake and Rick Martel at WrestleMania 7. Absolute peach. Um, I don't know. Give me a second. Sid, you got anything on this one? Give me a second. Firefly Funhouse? Yeah, I was about to say. Of course, yeah. Journey into the psyche of an arsehole revealed to be an arsehole. When Titus O'Neil did that face, I think it was meant to convey 
crazy was that guy? <laughs> <laughs> but I had the same face of they've just slaughtered the sacred cow and told yeah. everyone he was a massive twat. It seems impossible now that WWE could be a warm company, but I don't know if it was this real great confluence of other things that were happening in wrestling at the time. But it was confluence. such a warmth about the gimmick Battle Royal. Never had WWE been able to mock the silly bits of its history. And it doesn't do it now. Like, think about the... Used to used to suck, and now it don't suck no more. Vince changed the name because he realized wrestling was more about entertainment than federation. Like, they cannot bear any... Having made any mistakes, and that was 10 minutes of being like, I were a bit daft sometimes. A sweet mm. match. That was lovely. Nice. And Heenan? Oh, God. Heenan and Mean Gene together. When Heenan said that about the Iron Sheik... <laughs> by the time we get there, by the time the sheet gets to the ring, it'll be WrestleMania 38. Oh, man. And then we got to WrestleMania 38. It's like, oh, God, time actually moves forward. Oh, no. Oh, God. When he said that, I was like, we'll get him on Raw. <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. The best to have ever done it. Mm. Heen and, and Gene Oakland just being free from the WCW deals in time to do that was like, was a genuine moment of like, yeah, WWE won the war, and now the, now the boys are back. <laughs> like, otherwise, that wouldn't have been possible, would it? Like, I told you my idea for the most mean-spirited tweet of all time. It's not that Corey Graves is like an evil man. No. But he's like, he can punch up at Corey Graves. Mm-hmm. Though he had an exchange with Becky Lynch when the man character was uh, just coming to prominence mm-hmm. and just destroying everyone on Twitter. And it was really funny and really cool. And um, in response to something, Corey Graves, because oh, Becky Lynch is like, I'll knock it off. You're a Bobby Heenan cosplay and rip, o- rip off or whatever. And. Corey Graves was wounded, but tried to get back in the fight by saying, you know, I'll admit, it's pretty hard to go full Heenan when there are certain voices in your ear, which is his way of saying, oh, Vince won't let me be myself. I was so tempted to quote tweet that and saying, hi, Corey. (laughs) It's been about nine months now since Vince wasn't in Gorilla. Why aren't you as good as Bobby Heenan yet? (laughs) Have a nice day. Why isn't he as good as Bobby Heenan yet? Michael Cole's got better. Oh. No, he hasn't. He said wrestling. Just says things like New Japan, like he knows what those words mean. <laughs> People are going to listen to this, hopefully, and find that, that tweet now. I found it. I was oh, you've got it. Draft, you've got it saved. I love it. I'd probably go for Nigerian drum fight if I'm <laughs> giving for a favorite. No, it's, it's, it's a five-life on house because, yeah. like all of us, I went into it going, like, because that was the one where he dropped the title, didn't he, and then just sort of wandered out. On the uh, SmackDown, Cena was there, and they just went, do you want to do this? You look like anyway. a child. But Even the way it was framed, like, I haven't got your belt anymore. You're not scary. Goldberg just wasn't asked about you, like, begging. Can I fight you, John? I was like, he was literally, I was completely broken. And then they did that, and I went, oh, so you're telling me there's a chance. Like, it got, and, like, I thought, I know, obviously, it was a very unique time period, and it was like, well, that, you were allowed for a cinematic thing. Obviously, you did the Taker Styles yeah. thing oh, on the no, s- same, same mania. But I was like, oh, cool. That's it now. Just have Bray come back every year. Like, I can't remember who said it first, but, like, the next year we were like, just do Orton because you've got, yep. got loads to work with on that one as well. Just have him do that every year with different people. It's a fun little thing. And even if you're there in attendance, if you keep it nice and tight, like a 15-minute thing, if you don't like it, go to the loo and – because you don't, you, don't you don't have to have crowd reactions either along with that. And then they went, right, change your plan. We're not doing that. We're doing Alexa in the box. <laughs> then we're going seven fucking minutes. Ridiculous. Great to hear that. Um, Ant on at the cheap pop uh, says, this will be my first mania in person. Any mania must do's for the weekend. Uh, so also, I found it so overwhelming. It felt like I should. We should be. I was like, it's my first time in New York. It's my first WrestleMania. I just was. Just enjoy it. It's a really yeah. simple thing to say. As much as you can. Would be my advice. Like our same first one as you in New York, and it was stretched all over the place. If you wanted to go to access, mm-hmm. but if you, yeah, if you got that feeling, you need to want to go and see what that looks like. Go and have a look. Like it's worth it. Get there early. Like honestly, like the. WWE's production is what it is for a reason. You're supposed to be there and think, oh my god, this is the biggest thing in the world. This is the Universal destination of all pro wrestling is right here. And, like, just open yourself up to that. Like, genuinely just, like, I went to Disney World. I'm not a Disney person, but I went to Disney World on my honeymoon because my wife really wanted to go there when we were in Florida. I had an awesome time because I just, like, embraced how stupid it was. 
And WrestleMania's got an element of that as well. Embrace exactly how daft it is. And, like, don't feel like you're too, I don't know, too cool for it. Because it is preposterous. WrestleMania is, it's an amazing thing. Like, I think, I thought it's about Clash at the Castle in Cardiff. WWE's really good at making us feel like, oh, the whole world is wrestling now, is it? And it's <laughs> WWE wrestling at that. So, yeah, like, embrace all that there is there. Go to, I go, go to some of the shows around it. If you think you're just going for WrestleMania, there's some amazing shows across the weekend. Skip the Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, Ray's going in this year. It's Don't a, skip the Hall of Fame. I might get a good angle this Conan year. Conan might get his head kicked in by ex-con oh, Dom. wouldn't. Dodge, genuine advice, dodge the post-WrestleMania Raw, because I don't think they care as much about it as they used to. They <laughs> might do this Triple year. H will do a, he'll try and do a big got, one. Got Jay White or something. Potentially. I'd say go stand and deliver, but, you know, that's that's just me. It's one of the, um, best, the best sort of smaller shows. If there's any tickets left. What I would say is... Uh, I would, because I'm an anxious guy, um, develop an exit strategy for WrestleMania. You do not want to, you know... Get stuck in traffic or get on the eighth train and a, just leave early and yeah, it's, it's not exit strategy. Jersey was the was a bad one, wasn't it? In terms of getting oh out of there, I've been to two and you have to prize me away from the seats with my cold dead hands. We're the same but different, you and I. Sage, I want to go. It's like me and Murray's like we at WrestleMania thirty five. So we had to go back and do content, but at the same time, I wouldn't have wanted as a punter to be a, amongst that. New Orleans was fine because it was like St James's Park. It's right in the middle of the French Quarter. Mm. You could just walk back to your hotel in about 10 minutes. But uh, so I don't know the logistics of how close it is to any sort of areas where you might be staying. But if it's ages away and you know you're in for a nightmare, just plan an exit strategy or just be hap- Just be prepared to take ages to get home. I think That's you might be all right. There in this, it's in the middle of... Well, it's near the airport, but it's it's in... At least it's not, like you say, miles away from... Anywhere, yeah, that's it. Probably both are extremes the way to go, aren't they? Leave early or stay late. Yeah, so leaving early, you'd be in the traffic, but if you're staying late, watch every goddamn last firework and just soak it up. That's it. That's what I'm gonna say. WrestleMania must do find Simon Miller filming ups and downs outside the stadium immediately afterwards because I think it's one of the most amazing visuals that of just Miller doing that and all the fans just behind him. And you might get on as get well because on camera, he yeah. chats to people like that because he's a lovely bloke. Um, Brennan and if they can't find him they might find you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brennan says uh, what would be your uh, would be always your biggest surprise each night Yeah, what surprises do you think they could pull uh, I'm quite into the idea I know we said about The Rock but I'd really like um, LA Knight to get stone, yeah! a stone cold stunner like he feels like he's talking his way into something as if they've told him something's happening and Austin considering how good shape he appears to be in and how kind of locked into wrestling he feels at the moment, after last year especially, this feels like a surprise Austin is more fun than an announced one. So, yeah, and I love LA Knight. So. Um, if you're going to get Jay White, you're going to get it on Raw. <sighs> DX reunion. <laughs> Sorry. It's, not very, it's not a very exciting bloke, is he, Triple H? Kofi's on the shelf, but hopefully he's well enough to walk Biggie. And Xavier Woods, all three of the New Day. Or, like, of course, all together. as we came up with the other day, uh, new tag team replacing someone in the WrestleMania showcase, LA Knight and Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Night and Day. So, well, welcome, WWE. Tick. Some more merch for you. What if Big E comes back and does an impromptu match? Yeah. What if someone... I cry. <laughs> someone like LA Knight could say that, you know, it's a disgrace, that star of my magnitude isn't on this show. I demand a match here and there. It's the only time I will permit an impromptu match if Big E, if the announcer in advance is an open challenge and allocate some time on the card as a broadcast. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea, yeah, of just now, obviously everyone knows about Kofi getting legitimate surgery. Have LA Knight pilmanize Xavier Woods and say, I've beaten the New Day. Mm. And then, yeah, that's a great shout. I was going to... If, if he's recovered and yes. well and fancy it and all the usual cabinets. Yeah, 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 yeah. The guy that broke right, his neck. Bring him out. <laughs> his best life. I saw him riding a Zamboni the other day mm. for the uh, ice hockey. So, great. Um, I was going to say, yeah, LA Knight and Stone Cold. I was saying, a bit, a bit of me being hypocritical. Like, don't need legends. Don't need... I mean, granted, you've got Trish and Lita on the show as well, I suppose. Don't need legends, but... Uh, uh, 
then do you want Stone Cold on it? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Um, it worked at 21. WrestleMania mm-hmm. 21 when Austin was a very retired guy and he would just... This is like the most WrestleMania 21 feeling since 21 where it feels like a star is genuinely being made who can carry WWE, not for the next 10, but at least the next three or five. Uh, or, nice surprise, Stone Cold Stunner to Jake Paul. Also good. Despise him. Yeah. Really like Logan, as, not as a person... As a character within wrestling, but his brother and his dad, terrible. Still not told you that. I story. need to tell us what I'll his dad's story done. About in a minute. Uh, well, final question today comes from Sasquatch, uh, who says, What's your favorite worst WrestleMania match? Yes, what's the best worst match oh. of Mania? It'd have to be when the, uh, Vince took this. No. Ugh, awful. Uh, it's probably got to be maggots on the canvas for me. Like. <laughs> Like, every time the camera would cut over the top, all I could think of, and then the wrestlers would have to slide away so you could see the megads or the dude or the whatever. What were they, worms? The worms, worms, worms. Was, yeah. was that, like, the wrestlers had the worst view of it. Like, how could Randy Orton be spooked because he couldn't see what was being beamed onto his shoulder? It just looked like a light. Yeah. yeah. It just looked like, what, what's that? Yeah. Wood for the tree. Uh, <laughs> you can't see for the maggots for the, I don't know. I also, I think this is a fabulous light. light. An absolutely fantastic WrestleMania with almost no fat on it whatsoever. And one of the few bits was, of course, the Triple H Randy Orton match with John Cena. But WrestleMania 24, one of the only other bits that was kind of rubbish was the um, Playboy Snoop Dogg Women's Tag Invitational. But the aesthetic of Florida was so great. And then the uh, the lights went out. And, like, WrestleMania for, like, five minutes. And of all the matches, it's these poor women that get this, like, death mm. slot. It's on, like, the emergency generator. Like, you've got somebody putting 50 Ps <laughs> in the meter to try and get the lights to generate again. I get, like, uh, sort of anxiety for someone else when that's happening. Even though it's like, well, it's not my problem. I'm like, oh, God, imagine if it was my problem. And now I've got worried about it. Yeah. The maggots one's so funny because they've probably done all that. And Randy Orton's like, I'm not going to sell for a projection of maggot. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to RKO and win that title. That's what he did. It wasn't yeah. even effective. No. He didn't even sell for it. Uh, gimmick Battle Royal goes without saying, so I'll try and come up with a more interesting answer. Favorite worst? I would have to go with one in every two Triple H WrestleMania match <laughs> because he was exposed by the objective deafening silence is the fraud I have always perceived him to be. Triple H, Chris Jericho. Triple H, Brock Lesnar. Triple H, Batista at WrestleMania 35. Triple H, Roman Reigns. Triple H... Booker T. Booker T, Triple Mm. H, Brock Lesnar. Triple H, Seth Rollins. They they pumped 18 months at least of storyline into that. Hang on. Hang on. (laughs) He's cooking. It was WrestleMania 33. Uh-huh. The turn happened very soon after WrestleMania 30. Three years. Yeah. And to work, work a knee. Three and a half start, work a knee, no one really cared. Just the, uh, genuinely the ultimate proof that I'm correct. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy as well after the Booker T business. In terms of uh, the idea that he thinks he's a great, you know what I'll do? is I'll stall theatrically between big moves because I've been told that this is great, effective psychology. Is it? Because no one's reacting. <laughs> the Orton 25 one is probably the worst. <sighs> but from that show, which is a pretty bad WrestleMania, um, in terms of a best and a worst at the same time, Chris Jericho versus Ricky Steamboat, Chris Jericho versus everybody else in that match. <laughs> yeah. It's really awful. And then Ricky Steamboat happens and it's great. And then Mickey Rowe comes out and it's really awful again. You get a bit of everything. They're fair play to Jericho. He does his best with the whole thing. Ricky Steamboat's performance in that match is one of those things. You know, I was telling you the other day about the MP4 of Dynamite Kid launching a top rope knee into Bret Hart's face. And it's like, how did he not break his orbital bone? It's just brilliant sleight of hand. And that made me think, oh, well, don't bloody Kenny Vikingo. Something's missing. Something's missing and it needs to kind of be recaptured. Because if you watch Sammy Guevara versus Action Andretti after that, you realize, come on, lads, tighten your stuff up. Mm. Like, pick your spots to do something cool and perfect them. Whenever I see Ricky Steamboat's performance at WrestleMania 25, you think, something's missing. This guy (laughs) is telling you how to pace something and how to build the maximum emotion. Something's missing if you're not trying to do something like that. Like the timing of the skin of the cat. Yeah. Glorious. Like the arm... uh, It's just, he's a master. 
tempted to say Seamus and Daniel Bryan because of what it all led to, but it, I don't like that that oh, thought so process because nice. it's not true, is it? No. WrestleMania 28 was when I was in the honeymoon period with my wife. I was doing quite good at a job that realistically I was scared of for most of the time I was there, not particularly naturally great at, but I was doing good at the time, professionally, personally, and I just was really amped for that WrestleMania for some reason. I just thought I'm in a great place in my life, quite frankly. Once in a lifetime was an unbelievable build. It Cena was and Rock build. was it like, the, the Roman Cody to me is the biggest match, biggest yeah. feeling match since Cena Rock won. And I just was so hyped for that WrestleMania. It was probably the most I've ever been excited about Mania. I was like, I knew better. I knew it was kind of bad. I still complained about a lot of the TV. I hated Cena and everything, but I just was so hyped for that WrestleMania. And then I don't care what happened afterwards. You can build a star without breaking them first. Mm. And I was just so annoyed that I missed what I was thinking was going to be the best match on the card. Probably go with the Iconics then winning the tag titles. Seems I haven't mentioned it before, and people aren't apparently that impressed by that match. <laughs> Sasha and Bailey lost while well, the better tag team won. Sorry, everyone. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts on everything we've discussed <laughs> on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Uh, watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Uh, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts and, of course, all the coverage across Wrestle. Wale Mania, that's a WrestleMania must do over the weekend. Mm, yeah. Go and check that out on Thursday night. Uh, yeah, we'll be doing all the WrestleMania stuff. What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for loads of daily wrestling content and podcasts, of course. But for now, this has been Questions You Most Want Answered. Thanks to everyone who sent us uh, Twitter questions. We'll try and circle back and do some more, hopefully, in the coming days and weeks. But for now, my thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 